0: Welcome back to the Goalie Corner presented by One Stop Goaltending. I'm your host, Mike, Coach Michael, and today we have Coach Laurie with us to introduce December's mental focus. Just to recap, the previous months, October's focus was consistency, which is also the focus of the whole season. November's focus was preventing or getting out of a slump quickly. This is our second take of this episode, so if anybody's confused by the titles in the podcast lineup or thinking that they just heard the exact same intro last week, guess what you did, and we're back at it again today.
1: Yeah, we we had technical errors. (laughs) We
0: had some technical errors. With that, Coach Laurie, can you please take it away?
1: Oh, I'd be happy to. I'm so uh, grateful that I get to speak to you about December. Here we are on December the 2nd. So the month is already going and rolling. And uh, if I don't say it at the end, I just wish you guys a very good uh, break. Speaking of breaks, Mike, um, athletes get a certain amount of time off and we see everything from three to four days to three weeks. So um, this ability for athletes to fill in the blanks, uh, parents and athletes both ask us, what should we be doing in that time? Should goaltender trackers take a total break? Well, we have a formula that we'd like you to write down or have knowledge of. And it's for the month of December. It's called the REST formula, R-E-S-T. We're going to go through each letter and give you a tip. Uh, so that you know how to fill in the blanks, whether it's four days or whether it's three weeks, uh, how can we maximize this? For sure, the athlete's been now going for over three and a half months of more intense training, and we know that a rest is important. Uh, I think, Mike, you uh, can agree with that as well.
0: Absolutely. I think uh, a lot of times athletes see... Uh, the Christmas break or the holiday break as uh, a midway point in the season and a chance to recoup maybe some nagging injuries or a chance to get away from the rink for a mental break. But uh, I know that there's some that see it as uh, a period where they can utilize to get better.
1: Yeah, I do uh, see both sides to that. I think what's really completely... Uh, Evident is that we stay on some level of a routine and we fill in the blanks, as you say. So if you're listening to this podcast, maybe you're in the car and you don't have a pad of paper, I just want you to remember what these uh, acronyms are. So it's an R, E, S, and T. So the word, um, the R word, I'm going to put in the word recreation. Recreation. And Mike, I might've mentioned to you that recreation is the word recreate, it arrives from that word. So when you wanna recreate something, you wanna do something slightly different. So I would like our trackers to consider um, still being on your routine. So getting up at the same time each morning, going to bed at the same time. Those are great rest periods, having um, nutritional food Although there'll be some goodies and turkey and all kinds of stuff you'll be into. Um, And also just staying super positive. And perhaps some of you really do like to connect with your, with your teammates still during that time. Uh, Definitely wishing them a Merry Christmas. So here's a little formula I'd like you to follow under the R for the rest formula, which is, can you think of some recreational activities that would enhance goaltending, but take the pressure off all those basic muscles and um, help maybe some small muscles, as Mike said, repair. So here's my top three, uh, swimming, walking, and yoga. And then I add a little bit of a sprinkle here, Mike, of cross-country skiing for sure, or table tennis, or just riding a stationary bike and reading at the same time, uh, something inspirational or positive. So we're not just sitting around. Um, Remember families, these are elite athletes. So even one day or 24 hours of not stretching, we can lose 15 degrees of mobility. So we don't want to do that. We want to make sure that we're always moving somewhat. Uh, I think you would agree with that, Mike, is that something like swimming um, would really enhance some of the muscles that just feel so weak and worn out by this time of the season.
0: Absolutely. I also thought it was kind of interesting how you said, uh, you can lose up to 15 degrees of mobility. Mm -hmm. And I think three, four days up to three weeks is a great time to maybe study a little bit of how to gain mobility, but I think Mm -hmm. we can touch on that subject in a, in a little bit there.
1: Yeah, I I agree with that. So, Uh, In addition to recreation. So uh, athletes, no matter how old you are, this is the fun stuff. (laughs) And one of those might be also mental games recreationally. So get out the board games, get out the puzzles, uh, get out the chess game and uh, begin the process of making decisions. Um, I always have to chuckle at Christmas time. Athletes are very competitive with board games, Mike. Um, They got, they got to win even those. So um, your competitive side will still get stimulated. When we go on to the E part of the formula, that's the word evaluation, Mike. And it doesn't mean that these guys are going to go to an evaluation of some kind or be looked at by a scout. Evaluation means self-evaluation and self-reflection which means this is a time for you to really think about what you've accomplished in three and a half months. Mike, you've got some pretty good questions for athletes out there of how they should reflect. Do you have a couple of examples?
0: Of questions?
1: Yeah. To reflect on.
0: I think some important questions to reflect on would be, um, Well, first write down where you started from in September or even August, whatever you classify the beginning of the season Mm -hmm. and see and try to visualize the progress that you've actually made throughout this first half of the season. And then be honest with yourself. And are you happy and satisfied with that progress? If you are great, how do you keep it going into the new seat or the new year? And if you're not, What's something that you can implement to help yourself get to where you want to be?
1: Oh, I I totally agree with that. As a mental coach, athletes, I believe that this is the time that pen goes to paper, where you commit to at least three things that you know in your net that are missing, and you write those down. Now, you're your own best coach athlete. So that doesn't mean that you have to go for coaching guidance, just because you've got these three goals. Young goaltenders, you need to start working this out. And use the prefrontal lobe of the brain, the decision maker, to decide how that blocker is going to get more crisp, to decide how you're going to fill up the net better by staying centermost. How do you get ready for a face-off down in front of you? So these are the these are the cool parts about being a goaltender is that you can go into the details. And this, believe it or not, uh, winter break gives you time to do that, to really consider what you need to do. So I would encourage you to evaluate those skills. And of course, adults are going to run around and have a New Year's resolution of some kind, which, incidentally, statistically, that never works. Um, by you saying out loud to five people that you're going to do something, Um, is different than you just writing it down on paper and not committing to it. So you could tell people, hey, mom and dad, I really want to work on this. Or you say to one of your teammates, let's work on this together as a defenseman. So there's a lot of room for you to improve and change and really be aware of what you've accomplished so far. Now, if you're holding on to negative thoughts, however, Mike, I do not allow that to go on as a mental trainer very long because you're just replaying tapes that don't um, help you prosper. You're hanging on to mistakes that you might've made. And we always say, don't store your errors at all. Just store your corrections. So I'd like all our athletes in December under E for evaluation, just to wipe the slate clean. Forget anything that happened that was negative, hang on to the positive things that you did so far this season and uh, let it go. (laughs) Any comments there, Mike? Uh,
0: I think the only thing I have to say is hockey is a game of mistakes and a game of errors. And it's kind of expected that everybody's going to mess up at some point during a game, during a practice. Mm -hmm. And I can say as a coach, and I, I can't speak for every coach, I don't, I don't really care if you mess up. I care what happens after that mistake or after that mess up. I want to see how you respond, right? That's what I'm looking at. Everybody's going to miss a push. Everybody's going to miss a soft goal. Everybody's going to make a bad pass, whatever it happens. It's hockey, right? How do you pick yourself up and how do you get onto the next shot?
1: Yes, because in a mental point of view, it, if you start running negative tapes and picking yourself apart every time you go to do something, you will find that the brain wants to store that. The brain almost asks you a question. Hey, would you like me to make that mistake again so that you can feel bad? Or how do I do it is, is more tacto So you have to come up with a solution. And if you have a lazy brain, what I call a lazy brain, you want somebody else to fix it for you. Athletes out there, this can't happen. You have to have the solution. You have to know why you might be feeling down about something. And as Mike says, mistakes happen and they'll happen all the time. So that's why we give you the positive reset, the ability to go forward after a mistake is made. So in the evaluation process at Christmas time, you are evaluating what you do well. So let's be very specific about that. We're going to go on to our S word, which is the word study, and I I love jumping in on this one. To study means can you learn something statistically new or informationally new about being a tracker? And Mike, I think I gave the example of me doing. Um, a little bit of a inventory of defensemen and asking the defense if they knew the size of the net. And unfortunately, Mike, only 20% or just slightly less than 20% knew the dimensions of the net. So if your D-man doesn't know how big the net is and your shooters don't know how big the net is, then what are they doing out there? So for the goaltender, the four by six space um, is a measurement they should know how far from the post to the top of the crease, um, who had the best uh, save percentage this week in the National Hockey League. All of these points of trivia deepen your love and your respect and your knowledge of the sport. So if you can't study 15 minutes every day, something new about being a tracker, you will get left behind. Now I'm going to say that statement again. You cannot study for 15 minutes each day because there's an information blizzard out there on the internet. You will get left behind. And 25 years ago, Mike, um, I could hardly even find an article on a goaltender. (laughs) And now it seems like everybody wants to write about them, talk about them. Um, The goaltending position is becoming a popular position because now we're actually respecting that specialist in the net and they're getting attention. If there's anything I know about youth getting attention or being that key quarterback or somebody that, you know, people acknowledge, that really makes us feel good. So um, I would get your take on that. Mike is a, for some of you that don't know Mike very well, he's an excellent student um, and even in his academic career, excellent, excellent student and study buddy for many people. He actually pulled many people through their college program (laughs) being uh, almost a tutor and a counselor to many people on campus. So this is an excellent student. And for me, it's over 14 years of teaching a university and knowing how hard we have to work. We do study. So there are some right answers to the test and the test is whatever you make it. So Mike, if you had a couple of topics, you'd like your trackers to study, what, what would that be? Is there anything they can zero in on?
0: Uh, That's such a, a wide scope, to be honest with you, 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 you definitely mentioned studying your position, right? I -hmm. think hand in hand studying, um, the sport itself. I think there's so many avenues that we can take with this. I think the last recording we mentioned, uh, studying common injuries and how to prevent them. So I love Yeah, because like everybody knows hips, knees, ankles, lower back, sometimes shoulders, they are all going to get worn down. How do we prevent it and how do we kind of combat it and make it uh, maybe it doesn't happen in your career? Uh, We could be studying elite athletes in other sports. What makes them elite? What makes an athlete an athlete? we could be studying. Um, honestly, I I make a lot of parallels with business. What makes high-end business people great communicators, right? When you're going up into juniors or even before juniors in midget hockey, people are talking to you. Coaches are talking to you. How do you present yourself? How do you speak to them? How What's your body language like? So there's so many things that you could actually be studying. And for 15 minutes a day, you could easily pick up a tip on any one of those avenues.
1: Mm-hmm. It, it really equates to, to each month taking a mini course of some kind, giving yourself even a, your own uh, certificate that says that I did 15 minutes every day. Young goaltenders, put it on the calendar and mark off your 15 minutes and see what that accumulates. And by the end of the month, write yourself a little paragraph on what you learned, what you didn't know. We use the example of that National Hockey League pucks must be frozen to come out of the freezer in order for you to even play with them. That is rule. Um, there's so many things I, I see goaltenders, however, wasting a little bit of internet time because they'll get on to watching some goaltending highlights. You've got to know that media choose goaltending highlights a lot of times because they're spectacular and very odd and. Um, you know, they yell and tell you it's a great save and everything. I'd rather have you looking at some really good college hockey and look at the pace of that hockey and look at the whole game. That's not glamorized, you know, watch the positional play. Um, a lot of coaches are telling me, um, do, do gold, should goaltenders study my systems that I have. And of course you seeing 200 feet of ice, you should know some of those systems and be able to call those out. Um, Many coaches have titles for each system and a particular play that they want. And I would think that the goaltender being uh, the MVT, which is the most valuable tracker and most valuable player on the team, uh, should be the one that knows systems better than anybody else because you get to see them. uh, You get a great box and vantage point to look at them. So studying is essential. The other thing is Mike and I mentioned that studying helps you make decisions you can become a better decision maker by studying something and having knowledge and not being left um, out in left field somewhere. Mike wants to jump in.
0: I just did some simple math here. Uh, 15 minutes a day for an average month of 30 days is 7.5 hours.
1: Mm-hmm. A few
0: episodes ago, I talked about how do we create separation, right? And on the main topic was the 10,000 hour rule and how just one extra hour a week could allocate into a large separation over time between you and whoever you deem your competition, which I think is yourself, but Mm -hmm. 15 minutes a day of studying whatever in your sport or kind of career choice, seven and a half hours over a month. Right. Right. Not many trackers, not many teenagers are taking 15 minutes to study their interest. If this is something that you want to become very good at and elite at,
1: that's,
0: I don't think that's a big ask.
1: No, it's not. Um, the formula that I've had over the last 40 years is elite athletes are people who um, were willing to do what somebody else did not do. So, you know, it might be the Rocky Balboa theme, you know, up at 4.30 in the morning uh, jogging, but it might also be how can, how can I use my time and manage my time? So it sounds funny under the study category, but you might have to study organization (laughs) how to be more organized. So study how people get organized and then use those organizational skills to be more learned about your sport. I do love when I talk to an athlete and that they may know statistically a lot more things than I do about goaltending. Uh, I love that because that tells me that they've been studying hard. And if you did that from the time that you're young straight through into your late uh, twenties or mid thirties, which is, you know, mid thirties is kind of that ceiling for a lot of goaltenders um, in high competition, you're going to be a knowledgeable person going into business or school or extra training because you will become something else besides a tracker. You know, there's no question you will become something else. So, so what is it that you want to be um, when your tracking skills are no longer required or you're too old um, to play the game at a high level of competition and I love that my goaltenders never leave the net. You know, we just uh, had that Snoopy hockey tournament where, you know, I believe the goaltender was 78 years old. So you can still keep playing, uh, no matter what. But you will become something else. Whether you become a professional student, that's up to you. But I I hope you go on to other education and training besides hockey. Let's go on to our last letter in the R S. R E S T formula. Coach go to spell. Uh, the T uh, that we have is for the word toughness. And in the old days, I, I knew that when somebody said, "Oh, he's a really tough um, competitor," or "She is, you know, as tough as nails," what did that really mean? Um, we're really talking about resiliency. So, how can Mike go and go and go and go and still keep coming back and still learning and improving and changing? Uh, Resiliency is something where you may feel less resiliency if you have an unfair critic. You may feel less resilient when you think the refereeing was not on your side. You may be less resilient when you get chewed out by a coach for not doing your job. You may feel less resilient when your team loses over and over and over again on the scoreboard. So how do you break free of that? And we say, well, how tough are you? (laughs) Well, toughness comes through time. And you'll need lots of experiences to find out how you handle things. But by handling things in an emotional fit, uh, throwing your stick up in the air, um, cursing, (laughs) disrespecting people, um, saying you're going to quit. So when an athlete says under the toughness category that, Oh, I'm playing terrible. I'm just going to quit. I usually say as a mental trainer, well, you should do that. And people are shocked. They're like, what? She just said that it was okay for me to, and I'm like, well, if that is a decision that you want to make. But normally when people are faced with that, they don't really want to quit, Mike. They just want things to change. So, Mike, when you've seen goaltenders in the past um, that are less tough, (laughs) what do you think that you're seeing? What what do they need? Maybe I should ask that differently. What, What creates toughness?
0: Well, I actually liked the other question. It was a little bit easier to be honest with you. <laughs>
1: okay, all right. Um,
0: well, okay. so what I'm seeing is people getting emotional about stuff that's out of their control, right? right? So what they need maybe is a mental reset or a gentle reminder being, hey, we can only control what we can control. And really the only thing that we can control is how we react to certain situations. Right. We might have a coach that's very vocal and speaking down on everybody and creating a negative environment. And that's great. Okay, that's your opinion. Fantastic, buddy. Like, I'm not going to let your emotion and your opinion affect me because that's my choice. Mm -hmm. Right. If I want to be happy with myself and happy with how I played, I'm going to be happy with it. If I. If I think I had a great game and you think I had a terrible game, fantastic. I'm going to ask you how much goaltending experience do you have? If it's none, great. Water off my back, right?
1: Yeah. I always say, always say in feedback, take a look at the source. So somebody has been a goaltending coach for the last 30 years or your experience like Mike is, or you put in the mental training time, such as myself, then you can rely on what we're telling you is probably going to be helpful and encouraging and the truth. Somebody who's just upset that their team has lost the hockey game and normally doesn't even speak to a goaltender and comes and gives you all kinds of negative feedback. um, That's just something just to leave behind. So Mike is saying under T for toughness, control what you can and leave the rest behind. So we talk about controlling your controllables. Um, I'm really a, a proponent too of my athletes not being tired, not being overtrained, not feeling under extreme pressure, because when the brain goes through that, you will make more errors. Statistically, we know that. When a player gets really tired, he or she is less likely to track that puck as efficiently as they want to. When they feel that this is it, this is for the gold medal, and I've got to bring it. There's a lot of people who may just not be as resilient um, under those conditions. So the puck didn't change. It's dimension didn't change. It's going to come in at all angles. You're going to get, um, you know, people who are just uh, shooting happy, even at practice, you know, and some person's going to maybe accidentally with, with it and hit you in the head with a puck or whatever, Um, you know, these things happen. So you're, toughness and resiliency comes from reframing. We taught you resetting, which is to say the word reset, breathe and move on. But reframing means what is important to me? (laughs) What is important to me? And then leave the rest behind. So if winning is important to you, then win your blocker, win the top of your net, win your pushes today win the back office. So win a small portion of your game other than the scoreboard and you will see yourself improving and changing. Change is through time. So you just don't wake up this morning and say, I'm going to be a tough person. You wake up this morning and say, well, we'll see what the day is going to bring and how I'm going to react to it. So by reacting with, um, undo emotions, those that are not helpful at that time period, um, really can decrease your performance. But what I will say is there's a lot of sports psychologists that say that their athletes need to be true to their feelings. And I do agree with that within settings. So being true to your feelings when you're in the net, you get frustrated and angry is not going to do you any calmness or focus or control on the hockey puck coming your way. So there is a time and a place for that, which might be going for a little run around the arena after the game is over because you've just got to get the tension out of your body. You don't want to just jump into a vehicle and start talking about how poorly your team played or how poorly you played. Um, We need to take the stress off of it. So this is not a Christmas shopping spree where you're just going to spray stuff all over the place. This is what's under the tree. (laughs) Open it up. (laughs) realize that you're blessed to have anything (laughs) and then take the good stuff and and carry on. So these are, this rest formula can be used for December every year. Okay. So as soon as you reach December, you go, wow, what was that rest formula that Mike and Lori gave me last year? Can I use it again? So, as I said, new year's resolutions don't usually work very well, but having a good routine and plan as a goaltender um, should help you shine. So we're, we're hoping for the best on the REST formula and we hope that um, this was a good recording this time as Mike and I, we could talk about this again, though, Mike, we could continue to talk about the REST formula several times. So if you did hear this once before, um, maybe you picked up on some new things and we'll play it to you again as a podcast. I'd like Mike to just jump in and finish up and wrap up with us.
0: One thing that you and I both wanted to bring up that we totally forgot to was mm-hmm. goalie camps during right. the off or during the holiday season yeah. I'm I'm in a 50 50 sitting on the fence I see the purpose of them but I think if you're tired I think it's more important to take an active recovery which would be swimming which would be doing one hour a day sort of thing I know a lot of the hockey camps kind of go and they, they measure success of the camp based on um, how hard the kid's working, which usually leaves the kid at the end of the day dog tired, right? Okay. So this year, one stop's not putting on a camp. We just have small uh, amount of ice times, and we'll do active recovery after each ice time.
1: I think that's super smart. Um, Michael is, knows me to be a straight shooter when it comes to talking about situations that are going to enhance goaltending performance. So here's my formula for Christmas camps. Number one, I believe that um, goaltenders who do not get the opportunity to have a goaltending coach throughout the season, that there is no goalie coach for your team that you may live in a rural environment where you're slightly far, far further away from resources, I believe that that's the athlete that would produce very well in a Christmas camp. There would be a lot to learn. There'd be a high learning curve. However, I believe that because you don't have resources readily available to you, that a Christmas camp is for you. I do believe that some people have to run businesses. However, Christmas camps are usually a cash cow to a certain degree. And therefore, if you have constant training, you have ice times, you know, three, four ice times a week, you're going to personal training, you're going to stretching class, you're doing technical one-on-ones. I believe that the, uh, the winter break, no matter how long or short it is, is a time for your body to do something different. So I'm not, I'm 50, 50, like Mike is. I can see there's certain athletes that go, should go to those camps. Um, and, and usually if you're running a camp like that, I want my uh, co- tracking coaches to work very hard. You should be taking athletes who have very, very rough skills. And if you want to improve um, as a coach in those camps, then I would like to see you have a challenge. I would like to see um, athletes that are really raw and ready and, and and can you transform them within a week of a Christmas camp um, for those people too, that have uh, athletes within your household that get bored and they just can't sit still and they need something to do. Then I realize why, you know, that Christmas camp might be um, a way of re-entry. So I love the registrations of Christmas camps that go one week prior to regular uh, regulation games happening again, so that just gives the athlete time to stretch out, take pucks, be puck ready, and then get back at it with their own teams. But I definitely think if you have a three-week break, that first two p- portions of the week uh, that you need to the first two weeks you need to take a break, uh, recreationally use the rest formula, and know that it's there to help and assist you. I hope I answered that correctly. <laughs>
0: I, I think he did. Awesome. Um, ending notes: If you have fourteen days off, you have one million two hundred and nine thousand six hundred seconds to do something.
1: Wow! I could, I could speak to that.
0: <laughs> yeah. You will never um, get those seconds back, right?
1: No, you will not. And when you think of anything that is over a million. You should be uh, feeling, and I I think all athletes are, that you are just blessed out there to be in this sport. So can you use one of those millions (laughs) to thank your parents, have a card for a coach, in your own handwriting, not a text message to somebody, and that's the time to tell people how grateful you are of what they do. Um, That last day of practice, going in, shaking hands with the complete staff, um, that's in addition to your athletic trainers and just telling people, you know, I really appreciate this opportunity and I'm coming back and I, I hope that you have a, a great Christmas and winter break yourself. So this is a time to be classy and have, um, some recognition of all those people that do things for you. So take a few of those seconds to, uh, thank everybody in your family and, uh, Last year, I had a young man who actually wrote a letter to his mother because it would be the last season that she would be driving him to hockey because he's going to be a full-fledged driver. So he was going to be able to drive himself. And he wrote her a beautiful letter as a goaltender that said, these are all the wintry nights that you have drove me. And these are all the places that we've been. And I'm going to miss that mom. And you know, I'm on my way driving my own car and maybe you can hop in with me and be a fan and I'll drive you to the, drive you to the game. So she, uh, folded that letter with tears in her eyes, obviously. And, and, um, she said she would, she would never, ever, ever depart from that letter. And whenever she had a down day or the dad had a down day, they'd just open up that letter and uh, of gratefulness from their, from their tracker son. So I leave you that little story, heartwarming story. Just to tell you, uh, appreciate the people that you have around you as much as we appreciate you. Uh, so, Merry Christmas, everybody, and have a super break.
0: Awesome. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Goalie Corner. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook. I think that's everything. Uh, all at one stop goaltending. You can also also find Inner Mind Sports on Instagram and I believe Facebook as well. Is that right, Coach oh, Laurie?
1: Facebook, but yes, on Instagram, follow us there. And then even send me an email at inner at gmail.com. And I'll be happy to answer any of your questions, especially on this topic, because this is exciting.
0: Happy holidays and catch you next week.